0: Quiet, I'm
1: Broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode
0: 253. And it's Tuesday, October 9th, 2018. Oh. I held it out extra long.
1: Today's podcast is special because we're talking about something we promised two weeks ago. We said we'd talk about leadership, and we got some feedback about it as well. Ooh. And another uh, thing that makes this episode special is that Jeff went and invited someone onto the podcast. Jeff, why don't you tell us who that is?
2: Yeah, we actually promised something and delivered. Surprise, surprise. So <laughs> tonight we have um, Pastor Kendall with us tonight. Um, and this kind of was... Um, the idea of having a pastor on our podcast kind of spawned out of the pastor appreciation theme that was going on with Ruben. Um, cause last night was Sunday or last Sunday night was pastor appreciation, um, at our church and Ruben had a topic there, I believe. Right. And so we were just, you know, um, with wanting to have more guests on, we thought that it would be good to have a pastor on and just, um, I don't know, just hear about the life of a pastor and how it's different. Um, Maybe something, some things about a pastor's life that surprise us, and you know, just different things like that. So,
1: and and something that is uh, unique about Kendall is that he's only been a pastor for, is it six months, one year? Or it has one been year. one year now. Okay. okay. Time flies. But I, I assume that after <laughs> 10 or 15 years, you probably won't remember what it was like before. <laughs> I was going to
3: say, probably if we'd come back and do this in 10 years, my answers would probably be different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we were hoping to, to have someone on that is, has recently been part of our uh, Attitude to mm-hmm. the Ministry.
3: hmm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: So, Kendall, tell us a little bit about, about yourself, um, what you do, what your family's like, how you became a pastor.
1: And actually can I interject a little bit? It's through I, ordination, Jeff.
2: <laughs> through ordination. It's through I, ordination. I think
1: this I always is. assume if I would to become ordained that life would change one hundred percent. I wouldn't be able to do the podcast anymore. I wouldn't be able to hold out on a job anymore. You'd probably have to get I rid would, of your dog. I'd probably oh that'd be that would be something I'd look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it to me it feels like and looks like it is a full-time responsibility and duty, and I don't see how there's time to do anything else.
3: So life ends and there's no more fun. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you hope that's not true. No, it's not. <laughs> really, it's not. Um. Well, you asked me to say a few things about myself. I guess I'm. Um. I'll start with my age. I guess I just turned 40 this year, so that was a milestone stone for me. But uh, I am a husband of. Uh, I have four children, and my wife—I have a wife, Glendora—and um, we've been married
0: for uh,
3: 19 years. Wow! Uh, this fall, so um, so wait, you,
0: you're you're almost to the point where you've you've been married longer than you've been single. Just about two more years.
3: Okay, I was <laughs> married when I was 21. That's neat. So um, my oldest children are oldest daughter's 13, youngest uh, son is four, and so yeah, it has been interesting to uh, shuffle responsibilities of church and also uh, business, I have my own business doing lawn care and shuffle between that and the church work. And so that's, that's been interesting this past year. Yeah. Very good.
1: Are you able to get a lot of, uh, yeah. I don't know, have you been able to get a lot of advice or guidance from either other people, other pastors at Sandy Ridge or outside of that, mm-hmm. that have given some kind of a clue how you do this? Because I, I can't imagine what it would be like to take on that big of a responsibility what it seems like overnight uh
3: I have and I feel very fortunate our pastors have very been very gracious in um being uh giving me easy load for the first two years and um allowing me to do some um studying mm-hmm. uh, attend some uh pastor seminars to um help me i guess learn things and and also just to uh, slowly acclimate to that to a pastor's life Mm -hmm. and that that has felt really good to me it feels safe um Mm -hmm. they've done different things to just protect me from uh, being overloaded too much to begin with here and and that's nice on one hand on the other hand it also causes me then to want to to help out when i can to help ease their load Mm -hmm. and so if they're um one occasion this past year the one one of them had preached multiple times um in fairly quick succession and so I was able to to uh preach one Sunday for him and take some load off of him. So that that has felt good. Um as far as just you you ask if it just if it just totally changes your life, it does somewhat, I guess. Um the responsibilities are different. Mm-hmm. Um but yet you know Um, One of my goals is to still just be uh, Kendall, Mm -hmm. the person I was. Mm -hmm. Even though I I want to grow and I I want to um, learn more and serve people, uh, I still want to be the person I was,
1: and not. I don't want that to change, Mm -hmm. I guess.
0: Mm. Did you feel like... Layton, can you you talk to the mic? I'm trying (laughs) while also looking (laughs) at the person I'm speaking to. Uh, Did you feel like at some point, did, did you... Did you feel kind of like God was calling you into the ministry? Um, were there like certain points in your life where you felt like, well, maybe God is calling me to, th- maybe this might happen to me someday or not really?
3: I I can't say that I specifically felt that. No, um, okay. I felt fulfilled in doing what I was doing. I felt like I was, um, was involved in different areas of ministry mm-hmm. and uh, I felt. Like God was using me there and I was uh, very, uh, would have been very happy to just
1: continue doing those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright.
1: Why Why is it that at least in the Mennonite circles, when you're called to the ministry and ordained, it is a lifelong calling? Was it like that in the New Testament church? You
3: know, I was I'm trying to think to your first question there about the <clears throat> Mennonites, often I guess that's assumed and maybe that's, that's possible because we have a plural ministry, so there's multiple ministers in one church, so mm-hmm. um, not all the load is on one person. It's, it's So it can be the, the weight of, of the administrating and the responsibilities can be shared, so it is you, you maybe can do it for a longer period of time than if, it, if you would have everything um, mm-hmm. by yourself. Um, I you know I don't know that that would always have to be um, the the case that it's just a a lifelong thing that you do and I know some people have at a certain point in their life have said you know we I want to step back and uh, and be more of an advisory role I think that's wise mm-hmm. 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 yeah so
2: so in your perspective how how different is your life now than it was before like is it just I mean, you kind of touched on this before, but but do you feel like most of it has changed, or half of it, or not that much?
1: Or
3: I would say it's changed some in the fact that, um, well, for one, I have more meetings. Um, mm-hmm. That's just you know, just the fact of the matter is there are more meetings that I'm involved with, and so that does take some more time. Um, our leadership team meets early mornings, which I personally like, so we meet. Uh, Well, we met this morning at 6 o'clock, and then we were done by 8.30, and that's probably typical. Every other week we meet. And so that's nice. It doesn't take a a lot of uh, family time, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we can meet early mornings. Um, I'm trying to think what else has changed. Um, Just, I guess, preaching, obviously, is one of the things that has changed for me, although I only preach... um, uh, this past year, I preached six times, so between four to six times a year for the first two years, and then after that, um, I will be in the regular schedule. So, you know, often, you know, I, I I listen to things different um, when I listen to a message on the radio, or when I you know, listen to things like that, I'm constantly trying to think of, of mm. um, topics to, mm-hmm. to speak on to use for a next message, or... Um, I've actually started just kind of a list that I, I write things down. So um, that way I have something to draw from for the next message. Mm-hmm. So you ask how it's different. You do tend to look at things differently. and, and more,
2: it's more a perspective shift is what, what I hear you saying.
3: Yeah. Instead of yeah. Uh, listening to things that how does it benefit me, I'm listening more to um, how how can I use this? Um, how does it inspire me to then uh, preach a message on a certain subject?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Th- that's one thing I wondered because I uh, I was tasked with having a short topic about leadership last Sunday night, I thought about, I wonder how the pastors, how they do pick a sermon. Is it something that comes out of their devotional? Is it something that, yeah, they've been thinking about just kind of organically? But so you're kind of listening and, and looking for things all the time, and then just, do you then, out of your list of things, do you... Uh, is there one that always kind of pops out to you or do you just kind of go from the top down to through the bottom? Uh, There's often
3: kind of something that pops out or maybe something that's that's just applicable to myself Mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you preach out of that uh, something that applies to me and uh, everybody else gets to listen in, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: How much time usually do you put into um, preaching a sermon? Like how much prep time do you put in?
3: Um, For myself... I probably spend between 10 to 15 hours on a message. And I know that will that varies. I recently was talking with somebody else that's uh, been preaching for a f- couple of years now. And he says for himself 5 to 10 hours. So he said it depends on the subject and, and uh, just how long it takes him to compile it. I hope that will eventually uh, come down a little bit. Obviously, the more you study, the more... Um, maybe another message will use some of the studying that you had that you had done for another message it kind of overlaps a little bit so you can use some of that but yet you know you want to have fresh material to share also so
1: how do you organize your uh, the list of topic ideas you have but then also your messages do you use word documents or do you have like one note or how do you organize that Uh,
3: I save when I'm just uh, crashing ideas i just save it in my one note on my phone okay. uh throughout the day i'll you know when i think of something i try to quick uh make a note of it that way i have it but then i i use word and also i do uh powerpoint and so i i save those files and um yeah i'll just keep a a uh, copy of each of my notes and things that i
0: use um <clears throat> i have a question how how do you um what are some ways that you feel now that you you've kind of swapped from just being in the congregation to being in the leadership? Mm-hmm. How do you feel there? What are some of the ways that the congregation, um, like whole families or just men in the congregation, can ease the load for for the leaders? Mm. Good question. People in the ministry. How how can sure. they make their um easier
3: Um, and you know this isn't anything real profound i guess but it it feels really good when when men um step up to the plate Mm -hmm. for their own families for their own um the responsibilities that they have Mm -hmm. and when they do those well well it makes it easier for us because Mm -hmm. everything runs smoothly Mm -hmm. and um you know, we want church to do, be done well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want the mission committees to do well. We want uh, the finance committees to do well. Whatever it is, youth group to do well. And so it feels really good when when we see men taking their responsibilities <clears throat> serious, mm-hmm. and that that's very um, rewarding to see mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. it does make it make it um, just easier, I guess, and and takes takes off our, makes our load easier. I should right. say at least
0: yeah. less stressful. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um. Another question I had was, um, what are some things about a pastor's life that people just, maybe some absu- assumptions that people have about pastors that aren't true, or things that, like, you just never expected to be a part of the life of a pastor, and, like, most people wouldn't expect that to be a big thing?
3: Um, I'm trying to think. I guess one thing that, and I haven't been real involved with this yet, but I know it. You know, in the future you will. I will be. And just the fact that you're, it's kind of expected when when something happens, when there's you know a, a death or or whatever it may be, um, people expect that the the pastors show up, and I think it's it's right. But mm-hmm. and it's it's a good thing um, that is part of the responsibility. But um, people do expect that you drop all I, I don't know do they assume that you're sitting at home waiting for a call waiting for something to do but you know my my life is much like yours um, I'm busy I'm, I'm at work or, or doing you know whatever it is and when that comes or you know somebody maybe goes to the hospital and uh, you want to go visit them um, before I would always assume that well okay somebody will you know and now all of a sudden it's like well okay I should go do this you know and, right. and I want yeah. to do it but mm-hmm. yeah. you're saying it, it takes um, it does take you have to drop what you're doing and, yes. and make it's, an effort to go. still it's, mm-hmm. mean,
1: it's a yeah. sacrifice mm-hmm. that yeah. you didn't really have to make mm-hmm. as much before.
0: Yeah. You but, find? Do you uh, are you afraid that now that you're a minister, your absence could actually be taken much more offensively? <laughs> 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 Is that a bad way of putting uh, it? No, I know what you mean. Um, well, here's here's my.
3: My personal feeling on that was uh-huh. the fact that uh, I never held leadership to that before myself. Uh-huh. Like, I felt like um, they have to live a life, too. I mean, right. when I wanted to go camping, I went camping, right? And right. so mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily feel like they had to live a higher standard than what I did as a layperson. And so right. I still feel the same way. Okay. Although I want to be, res- I, I do want to be responsible. Uh-huh. Yeah, there are times that I think, well, okay, you know, we've been gone two Sundays. We really should... We really need to stay home. Mm -hmm. So that plays into it. On the other hand, um, you know, I think we need to be gracious with one
0: another. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Jeff, you had written a a really good question. It kind of goes along with how uh, the rest of the congregation can help the pastors or those in leadership. And that is, what are some of the best ways that that the lay people can pray for their leaders and their pastors? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ways that,
3: that is encouraging to me when people text and just, uh, for one, they obviously caught it that you're going to preach Sunday and they make an effort to text that Saturday mm-hmm. and, uh, just say, Hey, I'm praying for you and, um, uh, looking forward to the message. That feels good. Um, another, just sometimes people, uh, just encouraging you coming coming and sitting down with you and asking, uh, Hey, what can we pray for you for? um, we're still normal people. We still have struggles just like everybody else. That doesn't change overnight. And so mm-hmm. it feels good to have uh, people asking,
0: you know, how can we pray for you? hmm mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, one question I have, um, and, and you can s- say it, uh, you can answer it specifically, like, it, if you want to, uh, for people, um, for... <laughs> For pe- how people can prepare to be pastors, mm-hmm. but I-, I like to be a little more general. How can a how do you feel a, a person can prepare themselves for leadership in general? Not necessarily in the ministry, but leadership at a company, or yeah, in the workplace, or in the home, or uh, whatever committee they might be assigned to. Whatever, how can they prepare themselves for that?
3: I would say just take responsibility for what happens uh-huh. and and you need to own what happens so mm. if if you're in charge of uh, something at work and it goes bad uh, you need to take ownership of that mm-hmm. and figure out how to how to fix it or if it if it goes good um, um, enjoy that but just learn from it and and continue moving on so in in church work it's a little bit the same way and I would say take take leadership seriously and and own it. Do your best. Uh, put work into it, mm-hmm. and not just don't just shoot from the hip. I guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes it takes effort, takes uh, planning ahead. Uh, if you have a a topic or something to share, like Ruben said, he did, and I enjoyed that Sunday night. It was a good topic, uh, but but it took time. It takes effort to prepare for that. Uh, it's, it's not just something you can just come up with a little yeah. bit before, mm-hmm. and and, and it, usually that those don't go well if you don't prepare well. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you think that, um, this is more of a, a cultural question, but do you think that our culture, um, especially at Sandy Ridge, but among many Mennonite churches, puts too much emphasis on um, the ministers taking leadership and, and therefore um, makes, you know, just normal... Lay people not feel as responsible for what happens in the church.
3: I think there can be a tendency of that. Yeah, um, I I personally just enjoy seeing men lead out. Mm-hmm. Besides the the um, the ministry, and I I'm all about trying to encourage young men to, or I like I really want to teach them how to, how to lead as they're young. Mm-hmm. That as they as they get older, it's something that they do naturally. Hmm. If you wait until you're 21 to start leading, um, it it's just it's probably about too late, or it, it's mm-hmm. just harder to learn. I should say.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Was there any story that you had wanted to share? Anything that stood out that you thought, hey, this is something that the the people should know. <laughs> um, I. <I'm
3: sighs> I, You know, I, I just, I didn't really think of anything specifically. Um, I guess I'm in this, I've just not been in this very long, so I guess I don't have any
1: real good stories for you. Yeah, that's all right. Have you ever been, so the people do expect the ministers to lead out and take charge. Have you been in a situation yet where, oh no, like no one's stepping forward and leading out, and like kind of, you're not really expecting to, but then you've had to, to go and, and step forward and, and lead out? Uh, not, I can't say that I have,
3: um, since I've been in leadership here, um, I, you know, I have already, uh, previously had that happen where, uh, in the church where we were at before we would take turns, uh, having devotions and topics and that type hmm. of thing. And sometimes, you know, it's the awkward Moment where everybody stops singing and you're waiting on the person to get up and nobody gets up and so um, uh, somebody has to do it. Yeah. And uh, so you know, I've already done that. But other than that, not not
1: specific time, I guess that I can think of. Hmm. Do I'm curious. Do uh, do the pastors? Do you guys have inside jokes and like? I know I know you guys do have fun because I I see you guys and I, I know you guys. But are there inside jokes that that are part of the group, or just, or yeah. Oh yeah, I mean we we yeah. just often
3: raise each other. And we know specifically, you know, certain certain ones of us have certain little quirks. We all have our little quirks, and so uh-huh. we we just we have lots of yeah good times and uh-huh. and uh, a lot of laughter even as we're um, meeting and and talking. And yeah, it's it. I really I enjoy uh, being with the
1: ministers and just relating to them. I I've got one yeah one final question I don't, I don't know if you guys to do then. Uh, I do respect the leadership at Sandy Ridge a lot and I think um, I think the minister does a great job at leading out at being serious and spiritual minded but also not being but also being able to have fun and lead out in a in a in a fun way. What do you credit the leadership um I don't know if success is the right word but the leadership in the atmosphere where mm-hmm. I feel comfortable at men's meetings, I feel comfortable when I'm talking to any of the minister team. Just at church, feel comfortable sharing and talking, mm-hmm. going up. Sure. What do you credit, just kind of that attitude and that atmosphere, too? Well, I'm I'm gonna just give a lot of
3: credit to the ministry ministry team that I joined. I um, I enjoy each of their individual um, the things that they uh, have to offer, and one of those is uh, one of our pastors enjoys humor. And I think a good balance of humor along with seriousness, and you'll notice that in men's meetings, we often mm-hmm. end up, there's there's something humorous, but then we have times where we're serious too and can really um, mm-hmm. get down to the meat of the subject or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it, just a little bit of humor helps kind of relax people. And, you know, I, I don't enjoy a, a serious meeting when all, of, all that it is is humor. Mm-hmm. But yeah. just having a healthy balance, I guess, of, of that, um, being able to... Enjoy one another, be together, uh, but yet, not
1: lose focus of where the evening's going or the subject at hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, Leighton, Jeff, do you guys have any any questions or any final thoughts you want to share? Not really.
0: Not really. Actually. I asked all my questions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Th- yeah. Thank you for for coming on tonight, Kendall. Um, you're, yeah, you're welcome. We I enjoy having guests on, and we don't do it as much as we should. But I just yeah, there's so much value I think in getting different people. From different, I mean, it doesn't always have to be a pastor, but it's just good to have just Mm -hmm. different people on the podcast to share their thoughts and how things are going and why things are going and Mm -hmm. how it is to be a new pastor. I mean, uh, that's something I've thought about, and uh, something that is not fun to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not not the end of life. uh, End
3: of life. I'll tell you that. Um, I, my wife and I decided. even though it wasn't really something we looked forward to um we made a commitment and said hey we're going to enjoy it uh we're going to do it with our with our whole hearts mm-hmm. but enjoy it and um pour ourselves into it mm-hmm. and and not uh just be discouraged and and wish for something different but mm-hmm. apply ourselves where we're at and enjoy where God has called us and it's been a blessing I've I can say that
2: yeah well, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, it was definitely a, a treat to have you on. So You're welcome. Come stop by anytime if okay. you want. Okay.
1: So. <laughs> All right. See you, Kendall. We're back. We've got a couple other things uh, we want to talk about. We've got some feedback to get to. Uh, there, we, got even, we even have tech tips that we might need to wait for last time. And I and have a question. <laughs> before last
2: time, man,
0: Ruben, what It'll kind of time machine did you get? <laughs> I have a question for you then that's about leadership. All right, hit me. All right. Yeah, no. we, we do need
1: to talk about leadership because that, um, cause that just goes in line with this topic. Correct. So I'm over here on our Kanban board, Kanban flow board. Yes. This is how we're going to improve the, the flow of the podcast. Gotcha. The topics. So we don't forget things. So we don't forget things. Each of us has access to what is called a Kanban board. And there's many different ones out there. The one we're using is Kanban flow. Yes. And we have one for today's podcast. We've got regular bits. We've got abnormal bits. We've got ideas. And we've got guests. And this way, we can organize them for today's podcast so that if we don't get to it, we'll move it back and save it mm. for next week. So we
2: don't forget things. So we exactly. don't ever run out of content. We have had so many problems running out of content in the past.
1: No, we've forgotten <laughs> content, be- Jeff. That's right. Actually, that's We've, got, forgotten we've had so much content, content
0: and then we forget about them. And then You're that's right. why we ran out.
2: You're right.
1: Um, Actually, I don't think we ever really ran out. That's true. But besides the fact, besides that point. Uh, anyway, what what was your question, Layton? My question is,
0: since we're talking about leadership, yeah. I know that several years ago, you talked about it on the podcast. I did? You did. You talked about it. Hmm. Not, well, about the thing I'm going to ask you. Oh. I want you to give a a quick summary of the book lead for god's sake and then also why should people read it because i know that you pushed hard for me to read it and i didn't (laughs) and i I, (laughs) and i just recently had a guy that i really respect uh he he told me that I should read it. Yeah, you should
2: read it. And now you're actually, like, planning on it. Well, because no, you don't my, re- my recommendation because you don't is not really, strong enough. No, no. You don't respect me. He doesn't respect me. He doesn't. You. Yeah, that's, that's what, it what it is. That's what it you're is. is. You're exactly right. All right. Point. Write that down. Layton does not respect Ruben. <laughs> point number one.
0: I already have a couple points, but that'll be point number three.
2: Uh. I think it's the
1: biggest <laughs> point. All right. So you want me to give you a little, uh, a little biopsy? A
2: biopsy? Of
1: this book? Sure. <sighs> the story is about a basketball coach... Actually, see now it's been so long. I don't want to give. I don't want to give away the spoiler. Well, then don't. So it's just just, 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 just like if, a short summary. If you don't want to, it's fine. No, uh, but still what, give but from what I remember, uh-huh. it, it's about this basketball coach, and kind of going through the ups and downs of being a coach and the success of the team, and there's someone in his life that uh, is not being outspoken, is not being like demanding or demonstrative or telling him how it is and what to do. But there's someone in his life. That is giving him, that is helping guide him. And I'm, pr- let me just say this, Ugh, even though oh, I know I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried. I'm spoiling it. But then don't, but Just
0: stop with that.
1: But who uh, you already know where I, I already spoiled too much. The, I already no, said too much. No. So the, 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 what I'm going to so say, say next won't even spoil it anymore. You <laughs> had your chance to read it. Layton. you had two years. You had two, your chance. Two years,
2: Layton, two years. Get those two fingers out of your ears. So you expect out of your two years?
1: In, okay, here, here's one thing: uh, who you can lead, whether you're the basketball coach, or even if you're in some kind of not so glorious position.
0: Can you even, lead even like like if Kendall. you're warming the bench?
1: You could, even, even yeah. like Kendall is now part of the the pastor team. Yes, uh, and he's in a position of leadership. Right. However, lay people are also in a position where they can lead. Right. Differently. But they can, they can lead. And we all should lead wherever we're at. Uh-huh. And I would say that's the, the gist of the, the gist book. gist of it. Oh. And even when you're not in a position of leadership, you can still have a
0: really a big impact on oh, people's absolutely. lives. When everyone like a leads, good read, an organization flourishes.
2: Mm-hmm. That should be a quote. You know, you know, I never... Put that on a t-shirt and sell it. I, I used to like... Just absolutely detest those kinds of books. They were just so boring to me. What books? <clears throat> Self help. Self help, uh, instructive books. Yeah, but like, look, I just t- I light. used to just hate those. But now I actually like. <laughs> I don't know. I guess now that I have responsibility, I actually feel like they're really helpful, and and
0: I really value reading them. No. I still don't like self-help books. Okay. Here's but the thing about I do self-help. Like, I, I do like, would you call Lead for God's Sake a self-help book? No, it's a story. See? It's a fiction story. I like that. I would much rather okay. I read a really good story and get draw the morals and the lessons out of it mm-hmm. myself than somebody telling me, I'm going to give you a list of theoretical do-goods. But eh, this, this not book, not so much <laughs> of that.
1: Lead for God's Sake is not so deep that you need to really <clears throat> ponder it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it. It's pretty blatant and clear what's happening as you're, as you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Kind of like a self-help book. Listen, self-help books, they pretty much don't tell you anything you don't already know. But yeah. we're too stupid to have these things in our mind. And so a self-help book helps keep things in your mind. It helps, exactly. Th- that's why they're exactly. important. It's, there's exactly. nothing revolutionary the, in a self-help book. One book
2: that is super good is uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That book was written 80 years ago. And it like like reading through it...
1: That's as old as the Bible.
2: Uh, yeah, almost... No, but reading through it like like there's nothing like <laughs> exceptionally new about it, but it's just you're right, it like it it enumerates things that you need to remember to work on when you're dealing with people. And it just helps helps to refresh that and keep that in focus in your mind. Right on. I agree
1: with you, Ruben. All right, let's get some feedback that we've got
0: feedback
1: number one <laughs> a few weeks ago we, uh, we mentioned that was
2: supposed two. to be written,
1: like actual mic feedback but
0: oh. that oh. doesn't work
1: <laughs> oh that's a good point that could be our sound bit
0: Ooh.
1: No, uh, put that uh, on the Kanban board Jeff what, what could our sound bit be microphone feedback when we're ready for feedback
0: oh so, it's time for our feedback
1: <laughs> that is actually more realistic <laughs> 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 or do you just want to do that every time <laughs> and it could even be like, you could like mix it up a little bit
0: <laughs> that sounded like a dying dog <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright feedback from co-worker Mitch when we were talking mm. about we wanted comments from people about leadership their thoughts on leadership which, mm. which we're discussing and he said one of the most dangerous things is a leader who, who has forgotten what it is like to follow a good leader should always be able to relate to some level to the people that they're leading mm. absolutely yeah that's, that's good And we have some other feedback here. Um, Feedback from Josh Beachy. He sent us an email. We got two emails.
0: Whoa. Good job. What's our email address? Mail at Frenchpresspodcast.com. And you're saying that people sent their emails to that address? Yep. They were delivered. They were delivered to that address. By bits. By bits. Bit by bit. Over the internet. And we are reading them. So that means we do pay attention to that email address. So use it, fans.
1: there was some feedback. (laughs) (sighs) Dear French Press, on your most recent podcast, Leighton mentioned the fact that your dogs have have an untapped potential for content. Uh, no. (laughs) No. Please no. If there's one subject that pops up now and then on the French Press podcast that I really don't appreciate, it's all this dog talk. It, Dog talk. It creates some gnarly anxiety. It makes me want to grab a rusty spoon and shove it into my ear canal. If you want to make he must have huge ears. If you want <laughs> to make a separate podcast called Lame Dog Stories, then go for it. But please, just no. No, no. <laughs>
0: uh, he already gave us the name for the segment. <laughs> Dog talk. Like we could that's what we could call it whenever like we're gonna tell stories <laughs> Dog about talk. our dogs. But
1: here's what is most funny about this whole thing. What? The email address for faithful listener Josh Beachy is beachydog at gmail.com. No, no. How can he have dog in his Gmail address <sighs> if he hates dogs so much? I'm sorry,
2: but you... Josh, right? Yeah. Josh, you have discredited yourself. <laughs> you have discredited yourself by having a bad email
1: address all right we had some other feedback also an email <laughs> send in also about dogs <clears throat> this is concerning feedback from Liz that you guys need to add more dog content i strongly disagree mm, uh, and by wow. the way this is uh brother theodore i strongly disagree with this and i was going to mention it when i was on the podcast but i forgot layton and ruben you guys love your dogs Mm, mm. sometimes that's great and all but the rest of us who don't have dogs don't really care about dogs in general much less yours it's like me coming t- on there and having a fishing segment yada 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 I'm getting bored oh he says Ruben would puke from boredom <laughs> I think that's the point <laughs> um, he keeps on going a little bit here Your valid point has been made anyway the, here's the thing people don't listen People listen because of of stories, and sometimes the stories have to do with dogs. Right. This is not going to ever be a professional dog training podcast, but if interesting stories come up about our dogs, then I, I they'll think probably be one shared.
2: one of my favorite stories from podcast past is the story of when Layton was dog sitting and the dog got caught in the blinds. Uh, that was an awesome story, uh, and stories like that are fine. They're great. They're a lot of fun. I'm having, I'm having flashbacks, Jeff. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, don't worry this When is your dog when your past. dog
2: causes you personal pain, that's when we want to hear about it
0: and then you have to waste an entire Saturday repairing the mess that it made mm-hmm
2: oh. only to have a mouse pee on it later
0: True that <laughs> all right, I feel like I should uh give the a
1: little brief overview of what the t- what topic I shared on on Sunday yeah, do and that. trust me i'll I'll keep it even shorter than it was when I actually gave it the first time
0: <laughs> wow, that's and so pay done. attention. <laughs>
1: no, I, I, the question I was asking myself to get started was, what kind of leader was Jesus, and what kind of was they, did he have a certain style? Did it compare to to leaders of of our day, famous world leaders? And so I found, uh, I found this article over on <coughs> Wisconsin School of Business's website. It's called Leadership Styles of Famous Leaders. And basically came down to about three different types of leaders. The charismatic leader, the transformational leader, and then the servant slash example leader. And so the charismatic leader leads more by emotion. He can sense a room and speak directly to people's feelings and draw them in that way. Uh, example would be Winston Churchill. Mm. Very charismatic leader. Yeah, Didn't always say what was popular, but the way he said things... Um, he inspired people. Right. The transformational leadership is more about ideas. So an idea that people resonate with, that they believe and that they either want to be a part of or want to push forward <coughs> like Martin Luther King Jr. Or Stalin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hitler. Actually, but in, in yeah. Germany, Hitler was a very influential true. person. And he was, oh,
0: he's a great thi- speaker. The
1: thing about these two, you say great speaker, the thing about these two different styles is that a leader could have both of these and could could use both of these. They kind of overlap a little bit. Right. Um, But yeah, those are examples of uh, transformational leaders that they led with because they had an idea. Uh, The third part, the quiet or example leader, is someone that doesn't do anything even to draw attention or to draw people, doesn't necessarily say anything, but does something and people see it. And because of that action, that example, they also... Uh, agree with it and want to to do it, mm-hmm. want to take part of it. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I was looking back, Jesus was kind of all three of these things. Like I agree. People loved him. Um, the children loved him. He had a transformational idea yep. about eternal life, um, not ha- having a different kingdom, not a kingdom of this world. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he was also charismatic because... I think it was more than, I think people saw or felt cared about in the way that he spoke. Mm-hmm. And he, obviously, he was also the perfect example. I mean, people, we talk about it today. What would Jesus do? He's the perfect example today still. Mm-hmm. And then the one leadership style that I didn't mention, that Jesus mentioned, uh, is when he spoke to his disciples at the, at the Passover feast, and they had asked him which one of them would be the greatest, it's in Matthew twenty two twenty five to twenty seven or twenty eight, and he said the king, the kings of the the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. But not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become as the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is greater, the one who reclines at table, or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. So, the fourth kind of leadership. That I think every Christian should demonstrate, mm. and I think every every true Christian does have at least a little bit of this, but it's something definitely to key in on, is servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Not thinking um, of yourself more highly than you ought to think, and just being a servant to those you are leading. Right. And Jesus was uh, was that perfect example mm-hmm. there as well. Good stuff. So that's, good stuff. Sounds like mm-hmm. a, that's it.
0: Hey, uh if that's all the
2: feedback, we should get to this coffee because it is giving me some feedback. No. Oh, not really. Jeff,
0: do you need to go to the bathroom? No.
2: This coffee, <coughs> I'm just gonna tell you up front.
0: It's horrible. It's
2: uh it's horrible. It tastes like dirt. It does. Um it is imported from Guatemala. It's pre ground. It's called Cafe Antigua. And
1: I love Main I am Street's. just super disappointed. Main Street's Guatemalan coffee is <clears throat> really good. But there's something, and maybe it's because it was pre-ground. I'm telling you, it tastes
2: well, dirty. Well, and and here's the thing, too. Um, my sister bought it for me, and she told me that it wasn't good coffee. So I, I kind of expected it to be bad. but I just didn't expect it to be this
1: bad. And it's just like... <sighs> Jeff, here's a homework assignment for you. Go buy some of Main Street's Antigua, or, uh, Guatemalan coffee. And let's do a side-by-side comparison. A side-by-side
2: comparison. Okay, I can leave this here.
1: And maybe you need to go and grind it and then wait a few weeks while it's ground, and then we, te- well, then we sample it.
2: <laughs> <sighs> no, I feel like that's just a bad. <laughs> coffee should never be treated like that. Don't buy ground coffee. Spend a little bit of money and get yourself a grinder, even if it's just like the blade grinder. Just use your blender for all that matters. Mm. I mean, maybe you don't want coffee grinds in your blender, but like a little magic bullet. With a with a uh, grinder head on it, it's True. perfect. True, and they're like, I'm sure you can pick one up for twenty bucks. It's worth it.
0: Yes. All right, not a magic bullet, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, a grinder. But a grinder for God.
1: our column that has today's segments is empty. Hmm. We are ready to get to the point. <gasps> Wait, the get to the point is not within the column. Well, it's not. We need to add it. <sighs> yeah. it'll be added next. Ruben, time. what a fail! Uh, all we right. already
2: are using this wrong.
1: Anyone can edit this. Well, why don't you show some leadership, Jeff, and add the add the yeah the points. The points I can't create
2: <laughs> recurring re- events because I haven't paid for it.
1: And neither can I. This is all so inside baseball, which is also inside baseball. If you don't know baseball,
0: I don't know baseball. All right, yeah, well, we have went no over idea head, what you're talking just about. Just like the ball, we <laughs> we're boring our fans. Layton, get to the point. I'm trying. <laughs> all right, point number one. As a leader, take responsibility for what happens. Mm, good point. Yeah. Uh, point number two, pray for the pastor who's preaching this next Sunday. Point number three, Leighton doesn't respect Reuben's book rec- recommendations.
2: No, I feel edit, edit. Leighton oh. doesn't respect Ruben at all. Continue.
0: Well, you could just say, Leighton doesn't respect Ruben. And just stop with that And point. just Stop. Uh, but no, I'm, specifically
2: just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Keep on going.
0: All right. Point number four. Uh, when everyone leads, an organization flourishes. That's a quote from me. When mm-hmm. everyone leaves. Leads. Oh, oh. Uh, point <laughs> number five. Ruben thinks that the Bible is only 80 years old. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, point number f- six. What are we on? Five or six? I think six. Well, this is the most points we've ever taken Point number part six. Ruben's the only person on this podcast that actually knows Inside Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that the is that the end? Yeah, it's the end. All the right, end. what's the word of the week? The word of the week has to be lead.